1: We did this
0: last time. <laughs> it is literally and up If there's a thing about this series, it is literally this, Jake. this
2: but what happens when the 90s end and the techno music fades
0: i you know what i don't know i had to learn a lot about this fucking game series through that time because i didn't catch back i remember glancing at i okay i remember this i remember like Fighting games went away to me for a while. They went away for a lot of people. Uh, for a long while. And then I remember seeing Street Fighter 4 came out well before 9. Uh, I'm not well sure. Well before 9. Right? Yeah. It was. And I-,
2: I think it was because Street Fighter 4 kind of... Came back into vogue exactly that, like, right. They the actually day we, shelled out the money,
0: yeah, for nine to make it happen. I mean, and also we're going to talk about the whole transition of midway into Nether Realm because mm. uh, that is that is definitely an interesting story about a sad story about um, uh, a game publisher, a game dev uh, company that that just fell apart at the seams and just.
2: I'm shocked. Shocked that the Chicago based arcade amusement company couldn't stay in business once arcades <laughs> stopped being a thing.
0: Absolutely. And also By the yeah, way, how
2: bad does my voice sound? I will I am Yeah, the So, so Jake
0: the has like a cold or whatever. I hate it. I That's everything cold. about it's terrible. Blood. I told him, I said, if you don't get well, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat on you and I'm gonna hurt on you. I'm I
2: mean, just gonna rub my snot on this windscreen d- just to infect the next person as, who has to record As soon
0: here. as I hit stop on this, Jake is going to sprint out of this apartment that we are recording this in because he is i am going to chase him and i'm going to try to land some some straight up mk punches by the way holy shit it is your get over here bruiser holden mcneely
2: and it is i your uh let's say uh <laughs> hmm, He's looking, is a real i think he might shit. be
0: looking at a roster right now uh, i think he may be looking at a gigantic roster of names right it's now it's me
2: Tavin. <laughs> Half Adenian, half god, son of Argus and Delia, <laughs> half brother of Adenian traitor Rain.
0: Can I change mine to Mocap? I'm your Mocap and Bruce Mocap's are- a gag character.
2: He I has no mo-cap. lore.
0: I love Mocap. Uh we'll talk about that. We'll talk Where about my how
2: tavern headset.
0: We'll talk about how Midway fell apart. We'll talk about how this game this franchise went away for a while and then came back in a massive way. But yes, returning to my tale. Uh I remember sort of this I, this was my dark period for gaming as well. The whole PS3 era, essentially, like like PS2, I had I definitely and I remember playing like Tekken Tag on my PS2 because that was a launch game, I believe. I remember playing some vi- some bits of fighting games, but for me, the PS2 era was so much more. I think for a lot of people, sports games. For me, so much more about these giant cinematic story like games. Uh, like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, stuff like that, you know? Final Fantasy X. um, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto 3. Way more about those sorts of titles than a fighting game. And fighting games really did seem to disappear for me. And I remember, though, noticing Street Fighter 4. And this is by the time Street Fighter 4 is more like PlayStation 3 era, right? When it first came out. And I remember noticing Street Fighter 4 and just being like, whoa, they... Okay, mm-hmm. they brought it back, but I don't play those games anymore. I don't play video games really anymore. I, I, I'm i doing my own thing, huh? See, I'm playing, I'm doing comedy, okay? I listen to jazz music, see? And then I just kept noticing more and more. I was like, man, if I ever got a hold of a console, I'd love to play that Street Fighter. And then I remember seeing like a tournament somewhere on TV or something, and they had Mortal Kombat 9. And I was like, whoa, Mortal Kombat's legit again? Mortal Kombat, sticky. Slow, uh, bad transition to 3D. Mortal Kombat is legit again, and then when I did finally crack and get a PlayStation 4, and MKX came out, you sure as fuck better believe I got it and all the DLCs so I could play as fucking Jason Voorhees and uh, you know a Xenomorph, and along with all my old favorites like Scorpion or Raiden, you know. Um, and it's it's like it's it's unbelievable. More people bought Mortal Kombat X than Street Fighter V. It's unbelievable. Fucking believable how this has endured this long. It is especially when really like with Street Fighter, you look at two, you look at the Alpha games, you look at Third Strike. Not only are there like way less titles than Mortal Kombat games, there are iterate iterations on titles, like there are iterations on three, like like three third strike. Um but but you kind of understand how that kept going because even though it looked like maybe after three it was going to hit a brick wall, and then they came came with four years later, and it was like this return to form and it was this great thing. Street Fighter three had, or Street Fighter rather, had always had banging titles its whole time. You mm-hmm. know, there's, I mean, there were the EX games, Marvel
2: vs. Capcom two, yeah,
0: like. yeah. There's just they were always kind of banging when it came to fighting games. But Mortal Kombat <clears throat> became a laughing stock. I mean, especially, and I love that we get to talk about Annihilation tonight. Uh, but, yeah, especially with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, their, their really clunky uh, uh, transition into 3D graphics. The
2: spin-off games that are considered some of the worst games of all time.
0: It, 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 is, it is shocking that it survived. And a dev company that straight fucking dissolved went completely bankrupt with Midway. Like, the fact that that franchise and Ed Boon himself have survived this long and are still, and of course, they just announced Mortal Kombat Nine. And I mean, eleven. Geez. A lot
2: of those people working at Netherrealm are people that have been there since one. <laughs> or, well, there's only four guys that were there since one. But.
0: Guys still doing the music. Yeah, guys, and it's like they, 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 they knew what they, they, they figured it out. They, they know what they have in a bottle, and they, and they finally, like, I feel like they tried to. And smartly so. In certain ways, they tried to really flip the script in certain ways, and try different things, and you know, make make efforts in certain things that maybe didn't work out so hot. You're like, talking
2: about the motor car. You're talking about mortal carts.
0: <laughs> maybe I'm talking about mortal carts. And uh, but, but still. It, it, they never stopped trying, and they brought it back. We just needed if enough to- time away so that we could get a return to form. If you
2: told me in, the, in 2015, the, the fighting game with the best story mode ever yeah. was a Mortal Kombat game, yeah. I would have laughed in your face. Right? But it's fucking real. In fact, I would have the- broken
0: your fucking legs, you
2: ass fuck. It got to the point where even the producers on Street Fighter was like, oh, we want our story mode to be more like Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah. Which is crazy. If you were to tell me. They
2: got me to care about Striker. Yeah. And
0: Cabal. Yeah, I was shipping Striker and Cabal.
2: I mean, uh, <laughs> it's because he has the mask. And so he, he, if he even takes it off to smooch those lips even once, it could mean death. <laughs> It's hot.
0: So, okay, before we get into this, by the way, which I love that we're. I'm saying before we get into this, we're already like almost 10 minutes into the episode. I have a couple corrections I have to make because I totally biffed the, the two Patreon messages for each Lord of the Rings episode. Oh, no. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, Andrew, it is not his girlfriend. It is his wife. Oh. So, Andrew, for the second episode, it was his wife, not his girlfriend, celebrating their anniversary. Not a big mistake, but Alan, a little bit worse. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was actually his – Alan's uh, – I, I can't remember if it was his wife or girlfriend, so I'm not even going to try. His wife, his wife, his wife. Um, It was for her birthday. It was for Bailey's birthday. But also this gives me a perfect opportunity to pimp her book that he wasn't sure whether or not she wanted pimped. So here is the pimping of the book. It is uh, chapter one, a writer's romance by Bailey Elizabeth. there you go. Check it out on uh, Amazon. Wherever you can check it out. I'm really good at this, Jake. So anyways, apologies both to Alan and Andrew. I will, t- I will t- attempt to do better due diligence in the future. And now back to our second part on Mortal Kombat, starting with Mortal Kombat 4. And Mortal Kombat 4 is their first official transition to well, here's 3D. here's what happened.
2: They broke up the band.
0: Yes, they broke up the band.
2: Uh, you know, the, the property had proven so popular but Mortal Kombat 3 was a little bit of a disappointment. I think it's because in order to uh cut down on um the video capture uh mistakes, they made everyone wear tights. Mm. So everyone kind of looked like weird uh jazzercise coaches. <laughs> You're like, "Oh, there's a special forces operative in tights and there's a cop in tights and there's a Native American shaman in, in tights." tights. <laughs> um that's my that's my big uh call on that one. Uh but they, uh, you know, they kind of gave each. Uh, this is kind of ironic. They gave each guy uh, Ed Boon and John Tobias uh, a project that would focus on their core strengths. Uh, Ed Boon went on to Mortal Kombat 4, where it was his job to kind of take the gameplay systems that he had developed and translate them into 3D, while uh, Tobias uh, was set to do a lore-based spin-off game. Mortal Kombat mythology Sub-Zero that was going to advance the plot, introduce new characters and villains, and set up like tons of backstory and, you know, kind of delve deeper into this world that Tobias had kind of built only with like, you know, character descriptions and little mini cinematics. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, And ironically, uh, the results was that in Mortal Kombat 4, uh, you had a game that had Quite possibly the most laughably awful cutscenes and uh, nah. and story. Mortal Kombat
0: Mythology Sub Zero has the most laughably hilarious well, cutscenes of no, no, okay. any Mortal Kombat game ever.
2: Just because it's a bunch of dummies in bad makeup <laughs> doesn't mean that at least there's like drama and power and stuff going on. Uh it's unplayable. It is horrible to play because they actually added platforming elements. Yes. Pla- like imagine Mar- imagine um, imagine Super Mario World, where you have the controls of Mortal Kombat. It's insane that they right. thought this would work. <laughs> uh, and yes, the uh, cutscenes are cringy but lofty in ah. in mythologies. In Mortal Kombat 4, you can have you have you actually like watched.
0: Yeah, I did. It is definitely baby's first three D game for sure. It is it looks so uh, rudimentary. It looks like, you know, a little bit of a better looking Have you seen the
2: Jarek ending?
0: No. Okay,
2: watch it right now. Go to YouTube. This is so this is like a this is maybe the most legendarily bad cutscene in the history of video games. Is Mortal Kombat four, the ending for Jarek, who was this character they decided they needed more new characters to make the game more exciting, but they had run out of time.
1: Uh, it's over, Jarek. <laughs> Shinnok is dead. The good guys won. Wait You're coming it. back with me.
0: Never, Sonya. I agree <laughs> to help you beat Shinnok, not turn myself into the special forces. They're, they're talking, the talking your dragon. clip. live on. Yeah,
2: the black dragon died with Kano. <clears throat> You're the last one, Jarek. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Ah!
0: Never! did they it's it's, uh, it's almost as if um it's it's almost as if they were like hey can you voice this video game like little kids play with action <laughs> figures you know what i mean like why were why was old video game voice acting so terrible like they could just get, grabbed people from around the office and it just yeah and it just seemed like they really phoned it in, like it was a one take deal ever yeah why you know that you have to do this now and then it's like if you ask somebody to act poorly like that's what they would do the you luke know what I mean?
2: ending i also remember was real bad because it was like luke King being like i have won but i now will never m- see princess katana again and then princess katana shows up and is like i've opened the portal you can we can be together
0: <laughs> and and this by the way though to give it some credit i mean it's not like those old Tekken cinematics are oh. much better. It's not, you know what I mean? There was a standard that was just very poor back then and very low. And I don't know how they figured it out to make them, you know, to like, I, like you said before, have one of the best story modes in a video game, you know, would never, never realm, but it, it, It was growing pains, and they had so many things to focus on. First of all, they knew they had gone, reached the end of the road in terms of the formula they had been using up until this Mm -hmm. time. They knew they had to change. Ed Boon knew he had to change. Boon said— Well,
2: the arcades were conquered by Tekken and Virtua Fighter. There was no room for a 2D fighter anymore.
0: Boon said it was kind of a challenge because at the time, Street Fighter was starting to wane down and other games were emerging. Tekken, in particular, was really kind of hitting its stride. I don't know if they were on Tekken. And two or three yet. That was certainly the direction the fighting games were going. We wanted to maintain some amount of familiarity, which is basically we kept the high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick. But visually, we went to 3D. Mortal Kombat 4 to me is like the bridge between the 2D games and the 3D ones, which started with MK. Uh, it started with Deadly Alliance. MK4 is kind of like a hybrid, a 2D playing game with some 3D elements to it. You
2: could do that sidesteppy thing. Yeah,
0: you could do the sidesteppy thing and. They had this they introduced the weapons in this one, right? Yeah, so they but it was added, also
2: ugly as th- sin. It
0: was very ugly. It's very grainy. I mean, again, when we talk about, you know, Super Nintendo era, Sega Genesis era, those video games age much better in retrospect than PlayStation 1, uh, you know, early 3D, even Xbox, early 3D console, N64. Those games do not age well. And so if looking at it now, it looks fucking horrible the
2: key error that they made is they wanted the game to uh, not alienate old players so it plays very similarly to the original 2d games with the same kind of pacing right and they but they put it in a 3d engine and the way that 3d engines render animations uh you know it's about like between frames and mocap work and it's like much more smooth you don't have those strong uh kind of punchy keyframes that you have in a 2d fighter and so instead of like being visually impressive, it was kind of muddy and like just choppy and just too much shit was happening, and it was it wasn't fun to experience. Apparently, if sim- you think of those three D games, uh, games like Tekken and Virtua Fighter, they slowed everything down significantly because that's how three D animation works. Right. it's very fluid. It's Deliberate. very motion tweeny. Yeah. Like, yeah, and every action needs to be deliberate. You can't just be flailing out there.
0: And apparently, which is the same thing that happened with Street Fighter EX, uh, Boone a- himself actually hand-animated frames with specific timing so he could get it moving faster, get it, get it looking. And I will say, it is actually surprisingly... Um, faster pace than I thought it would be watching some of the fighting oh, it's like, lightning fast it's just a constant you're constantly hitting that run button and getting right into the opponent's face and just doing a bunch of crazy fast-paced moves um so yeah uh and and this by the way this released on PlayStation and 64 PC and Game Boy Color in 1997 and this is the last ever arcade release for the Mortal Kombat series which is kind of kind of amazing there were regrets. There were issues. There, the, definitely, one of the main things was Ed Boon is now managing a team that is twice the size of the last game, and it is just, just not fun for him anymore in that sense. Um, and he was way in over his head in terms of that. Um, I do like some of the innovations, though. It, it's very cool that they added, you know, the weapons to the fighting, and then took away, and then they also took away. They pulled away from the fatalities. Uh, they made just like, is it just one, only two fatalities per character and no more funny ones. So they were kind of figuring out, you know, they were they were kind of stripping back, which. Oh, the audience hated the funny ones. They thought that. That's fine. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember hating the the funny ones. I, I remember, remember
2: my friends ones. being like, oh, this is bullshit. Like not realizing they were making. They saw it as capitulation, not mockery
0: they also i think midway around this time is really starting to throw their dick out of their pants their big old green money dick uh they paid for this giant road tour across the u.s (laughs) to show the thing off. did you watch that little like mini documentary about it it was kind of funny uh
2: it's i just i hope you're getting to what i think you're getting to
0: i just was getting to that what are you getting to
2: that the game didn't work right Oh really? The game would crash constantly. constantly? Yeah, it was. Like, so it
0: actually would, like did them worse. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I I was just kind of skipping around in that, but I saw some really fun old relics of yesteryear of like arcade owners being like, I would not have this game in my in my <laughs> arcade and blah blah. You know, like and just the idea that you know you can go to all these arcades all over the world because are all over the country because there's arcades are everywhere and every state, you know what I mean? In every city you got like uh banging arcades. Now I guess that's true again, but their barcades is different. It's
2: way different. <laughs> it's way not, different. Because those are all old like vintage games. There's you don't get those like psycho late 90s cabinets such I, as yeah. the grid. Do you remember the grid?
0: Do I remember the grid? That
2: was the last big midway game. This was uh, uh. I it was Ed Boone was in charge of it. And after Mortal Kombat 3 they were like we're going to do this crazy thing. And it's, it was way ahead of the time. It's basically a Battle Royale game uh, mixed with Smash TV mm. with like bonus like gore from Mortal Kombat. It's like the ultimate Midway game. I think it cost <laughs> – I, 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 as a kid, I remember it just sucked up tokens. I loved that thing.
0: Oh, by the way, if you want to see something that looks like total shit, check out uh, War Gods, the 1996 3D fighter that Midway put out with the same staff. Um oh. and that that was I think them kind of dipping the toe into the 3D fighter water maybe they were a little scared to make their first 3D fighter a Mortal Kombat title um and they should have been because that game looks horrible and is is has this really boring roster like every character just is not interesting man those old 3D games are like like look at you know Twisted Metal or. I mean, now with this PlayStation Classic that's coming out that nobody should buy, you really get in there and look at what that lo- – it, it just – it's like it, – I kind of liken, liken it to – it's just games that, like, put you into a crappy mood, and you don't even know why, because they're just so grainy and gross-looking and The same sounding. way
2: that, like, the Atari's graphics are really yeah. off-putting, but Nintendo graphics are, like, fine, yeah. PlayStation low-poly graphics, unless done incredibly artfully well –
0: Everything just looks like Dai Katana. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like... Ugh.
2: <laughs> oh, but this is where, due to the, uh, the increasing uh, collapse of the arcade industry, the growing uh, hunger for uh, 3D fighters on home consoles, and the embarrassing uh, low performance of uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero, John Tobias leaves uh, Midway Starts his own company called Gigante, uh, Studio Gigante and makes his own exclusive for the Xbox 3D gory fighter. Um, in an interview, he claims that he didn't want to make one of those, but like <laughs> as soon as he spun off and was like, hey guys, it's me, John Tobias. I want to make cool games. They're like, yeah, make a Mortal Kombat thing. <laughs> um, Tao Feng, Fist of the
0: Lotus came out. I don't even know that game. I have no. Um, well, it is ugliest sin. I didn't have an Xbox too, though. So
2: it is ugliest sin, forgotten by history. Uh, the only thing that it did cool was that it did like broken bones and like battle damage shit that eventually would kind of get incorporated into later Mortal Kombat games.
0: It's so weird that, and this is another thing that makes me sad about Symphony of the Night. Uh, it's so weird that everybody felt like they had to make 3D. A thing mm-hmm. in their game. You know, Symphony and I was incredible. It was this amazing statement. It was this beautiful 2D experience on the PlayStation. It looked refined. It looked like nothing else that had come out before, taking advantage of the hardware, but putting it towards 2D effects and looks and feel and sound. Uh, and then they didn't really make any more after that. And I, I wish that they had. And now they do. I mean, now there's... oh they so- made.
2: I mean, there's tons of uh, Egovania games that came out, especially on, like, the Advance and the T- DS.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about PlayStation, big, big screen TV, awesome 2D experiences. And Mortal Kombat finds it again later on. They realize kind of... I think they... Took note of Street Fighter Four and said, "Oh, people still want 2D fighters. They mm-hmm. just want them to look awesome and feel awesome, you know. So let's get back to this and stop trying to be Tekken, which they were never going to be, mm-hmm. you know. um But but I, we say this, but they still did pretty well. Do we want to say anything else about Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero? Other than there's a lot of footage of like the the watch some of the cutscenes." Um, there's a lot of great footage of the cutscenes.
2: They introduce the world to a guy we all know and love, Quan Chi, the spooky, ookie, goth <laughs> yeah. wizard.
0: Is Quan Chi in this one for the fir- for the first time? He's in
2: this one. Yeah, it's because he replaces Shang Tsung.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Quan Chi, and up until basically, uh, up until Mortal Kombat X, it's Quan Chi and Shinnok are the two bad guys replacing Shao Kahn. And, uh, Shang Tsung from the first three.
0: But it was a pretty great, uh, attempt. Like, filming real actors mm-hmm. with greens, it was novel, it was, it was interesting, you know, which is what they needed at that time. I mean, you can tell they're really grasping for straws here, you know what I mean? Um, uh, for good reason. But, their next one starts off, this is the trilogy, right? Yeah. This is
2: a series of games for the PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube era, I all got- based on the same engine, and, uh. Who oh boy! I this not, was this was the torch in the darkness when fighting games was were basically dead.
0: Yeah, right. This is this is they're gone out of existence. It's
2: I mean they're just not prom like arcades are dead. What did people
0: play during this time? Like what? Like, or, or, or we? We went over it. Were it's, there t- there were tournaments? There were uh, were there tournaments during this time? I guess that's my question. Well, was uh, was Evo happening? Was uh, uh, there
2: were p- still there was still a scene of people playing uh, Street Fighter Alpha th- and threes, Three and right? all that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Smash Brothers had come into the melee had come into its own.
0: Yeah. Um. Right. That's probably more what it was really. Melee. Yeah. Rip and a rocket, and then Tekken. I'm sure they had tournaments for Tekken. Yeah, but right? the FGC was not as big as it was. No, no, yeah. no, no, right? It, it really hit its stride with Street Fighter IV, Mortal Kombat 9, which we'll, we'll get to. So next up is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's the movie. Can we yeah. talk about that first? Let's
2: talk about that Let's movie.
0: talk about Annihilation. I'm sorry. I forgot. I, 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 by the way, I had the hardest time keeping up with these games because they're no longer numbered mm-hmm. until we get to Mortal Kombat X. Uh, they're no longer numbered. It is, and it is the most generic fucking what? video game names. I
2: refuse to believe that you can't tell the difference between Mortal Kombat Deception and Mortal Kombat <laughs>
0: Armageddon. <laughs> like, how frustrating was that? I was like, which one is this one? And then the fact that Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe is actually the eighth game, it took me a year and a day to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I to, like, I was like, what? Which one's the eighth one?
2: It, to be fair, Mortal Kombat. Uh, uh, Deadly Alliance was gonna be called Mortal Kombat V for Vengeance, ah, getting that like nice Roman numeral five there in you there. Go. But instead, they chose Deadly, Deadly Alliance, Deadly alliance which it's is an alliance what? between Quan Chi and Shang Tsung. Who
0: gives a shit?
2: It's it's shook the entire fucking uh, court thing to its. They killed Liu Kang in, like, the first five fucking seconds Look, of that game. Look, I'm not going to lie
0: to you. Of course my penis exploded when that It's like if Ryu, Ryu got his happened. dick
2: chopped off in the next Street <laughs> Fighter. It blew <laughs> Uh,
0: So, yes, uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is a terrible movie. We need to do um, a giggle flicks on it at some point. I
2: wish we had, we had found the time to do it this week. I know.
0: Uh, it was directed by John R. Leonetti, uh, director of Annabelle, and mainly a cinematographer. He uh, did cinematography for Commando, and Hotshot's Part 2 and the first Mortal Kombat. And they really liked his... uh, The way he shot... The fight scenes and everything so much, they they decided to give him the job. Only three actors returned for this movie. Robin Shou, who played Liu Kang, Talisa Soto, who played Katana, and Keith Cook, who um, played Reptile, or or was Sub-Zero, and in this movie he's Reptile. It's loosely based on the Mortal Kombat 3 lore, and it's filmed all over the world for some reason. It's filmed in London, Israel, Thailand. Do you, did you see this movie? I mean, I, I saw it, definitely. I can't remember. If I did see this movie, I cannot remember this uh, movie. Liu
2: Kang turns into a real cringely awful CG dragon. Dragon, movie. right. Um, I,
0: I kind of remember that. Johnny Cage
2: gets fucking murked within the first five minutes. Um, right. I remember that especially because friend of the show, Mike Lawrence, uh, that was his like former chemistry teacher. <laughs> who That was his big break because he was like a martial arts guy got the role to be Johnny Cage and didn't realize he was going to be killed in the first
0: five minutes. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, any, any other memories of this movie? Anything?
2: I just remember a specific, it was, again, it's just those weird half feelings of being like, wait a minute. I have no concept of like budgets, Yeah. but <laughs> this movie
0: feels worse. It has a 3% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 11 out of 100 on Metacritic. And there were supposed to be three of these uh, in the series, but it got canned after how poorly this movie did. I just remember it's on lists, you know, of worst movies of all time. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny how... I don't remember it being that bad, though. Really? I... I mean, I just remember it looking cheaper. Yeah. And
2: feeling disappointed.
0: Just feeling it was just a little bit cardboardy. Well, that movie... The, uh, the the lackluster sales of that Sub-Zero game. Uh, the MK4 not really quite meeting expectations. Mortal is in a rough spot. And mm-hmm. Midway is starting to, un- underneath all of this, become in a rough spot. Uh, because Mortal subtly. Kombat
2: was, like, they had NFL Blitz. They yeah. had NBA Jam. And they had Mortal Kombat. And all of those games are kind of just
0: not. Phasing good. out, essentially. Phasing because, again,
2: out. they were an arcade company. And arcades were fucking dying.
0: They also re, uh, uh, they released MK Gold, which was uh, like a better updated version of 4 for the Dreamcast. The sales were not good. It just... Imagine it,
2: hoping that your your Dreamcast board <laughs> is what's going to save
0: you. And also they had a show called Mortal Kombat Conquest.
2: People love this fucking show. Uh, it apparently had 4, like considering the level of quality that was syndicated TV shows at the time... Like, it had very good fight choreography, uh, original characters that people cared about, and more importantly, it had a lot of, like, sexy, va voom tibbly-jibbly 90s girls in, like, weird, tight-fitting leather outfits. Gotcha. And that shit Perfect. destroyed overseas.
0: Well, and it was also, it was right after Raw on TNT, yeah. right after WWF Raw.
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah, so if wrestling fans and Europeans and, like, the Azerbaijani government fucking uh, love Mortal yeah, Kombat. Yeah, I'm going to say
0: wrestling fans like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no,
2: no, but Conquest specifically. Like yeah. it, it this show did not register a blip in my life, but the seeing the weird places where like just the weird corners of the internet where people were like very into Mortal Kombat
0: Conquest was just like,
2: "Oh, I get it. You were you were super horny and in Germany and this was like where you focused your energy."
0: So they knew that they were going to have to really step it up, really change things around. Boone said... D- deadly alliance was kind of like a complete reboot we got rid of the high punch low punch high kick low kick similarity thing and what he means by that is by the way that everybody kind of had the same basic move set and by kind of i mean did have the exact same basic move set uh, and the only was, thing that really differentiated them were their individual special moves that they. this
2: was a holdover from back in the uh, 2d era where like just to capture the sprites i had to keep everyone in the same bounding
0: box mm, gotcha Ooh, yeah i love to keep things in a Bounding box. Uh, You frame data counting asshole. You know what I'm (laughs) talking about. We got. uh, So he says we got rid of the 2D restricted movement and we introduced the whole notion of fighting styles and weapons. Even though they totally introduced weapons in Mortal Kombat 4, but that's fine. Uh, The the gameplay though was apparently very different. Each character has different fighting styles. Um, there's there's just more variation going on, the, the, they're taking more notes from other fighting games, and they're really trying, I think during this phase in Mortal Kombat, as much as they're trying to adapt to 3D, which didn't necessarily work out too hot for them, they're also trying to adapt to higher level fighting games, to fighting games that require maybe some more skill from the player, that 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 have more variation, that have more depth to the mechanics than before. And I mean, if you think about it like, the old Mortal Kombat games—you could just juggle people incessantly. You could just—there was no control over endless comboing. There was no control over, um, you know, there was there was there was no variation really in in terms of what each character could do generally moment to moment, and so you could just beat the living fuck out of another person um for a year and a day and nothing would really happen well and th- or you could really do nothing but in this game they introduced the concept of max damage which is a mechanic that would make it so you couldn't endlessly juggle your opponent you had to uh at some point you would both just fall down after you hit a co- took a combo all the way to its end i guess that's what i read which sounds funny to me i'd have to see it in person i guess did you
2: play this game at all i never touched any of these original of these of this trilogy and i
0: just feel like someone's gonna be mad at us for this and i apologize i definitely did not uh really touch these games it was interesting to look back at these games definitely at at an academic level of where where gaming was during this time Man fighting games went through a bad, like, they they were that little, they were that kid in middle school that just went through a tough adolescence. You know what I mean? Well, you
2: know, these games sold. People liked them. It's not like, I could, yeah, I should have done a better job, like, trying to at least get my hands on these games. I will say that uh, they introduced this weird mix of, like, memorable and shitty characters. Uh Uh-huh. Like, uh, they got Bo Rai Cho, the fat drunk dude. Yeah. Uh, Obviously a play on the, uh... Uh, Latino term "boracho" for drunk uncle. <laughs> uh, they brought Blaze in as a secret character. Blaze, of course, being the random dude that was on fire in the background of Mortal Kombat 2. That's pretty. Cool. Um, Kenchi, the blind swordsman, who became a like a fan hit. But then they got like other people, like God, like M- Lee May. You remember Lee May?
0: <laughs> does Scorpion in this is like is any of does the roster so far off?
2: No, no, you still got Scorpion, Reptile, Shang Tsung, Shao Kahn, Sunny Blade, Sub-Zero, all that. But you also
0: got Frost. Yeah. He's like
2: Sub-Zero, but with titties.
0: Yeah, (laughs) now we're talking. Is it literally just him with breasts sewn on? Oh, okay. And cool haircut. Yeah, that haircut's fucking rad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, exactly. The rosters are getting less interesting, and again, that's just uninteresting because it's an iteration on Sub Zero. It's we already have that character. Why don't you give us like um, I don't know, Tree Lady or um, Rock Lady? You know, uh,
2: they d- also introduced the Crypt, which was uh, kind of a forebear on a uh, the idea of like collecting currency to unlock stuff.
0: Yes, that this a- stayed by the way. This yeah. is something that I was doing in Mortal Kombat X. Essentially you get this cash from doing stuff in the game and then you can take it to the crypt and um, there's all these coffins there's 676 of them to be exact and you go and unlock them as you go by spending this money and you get all these different little unlockables and secrets and different outfits and things like that which is a good way to keep a single player going. Another good way to keep a single player going is with a story mode which they added with the conquest mode. How do you spell that by the way? Uh, it, it's like diddy kong's quest okay uh k-o-n-g-q-u-e-s-d by the way every time we say a word that starts with a c it is uh actually a k in this situation so the crypt is also with a k and coffins in this situation are also spelled with a k it never oh
2: fucking Dramen. it never ceases to become uh
0: uh, not shitty um also you have mocap introduced in this game Described as being a motion capture actor with a vast knowledge of martial arts and fighting skills, and it was actually a tribute to Carlos Pascina, who played Raiden in the first three games. Uh, he doesn't really have any lore, or anything. He doesn't have a weapon. He's just—I—I I, I love that he exists. It's such a fucking ridiculous secret character. It was like th- this is really the—I think—the high water mark for their hidden characters. A just a guy in a mocap costume and a motion capture costume with all like the little. Golf balls or whatever on them as uh, ping pong balls taped to them and everything. Pretty good stuff. Now we get. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about Deadly Alliance before we move on to. It sets
2: the stage for the other memorable title Mortal Kombat Deception. It's
1: deceptive.
0: Is it a game? Is it a book? Uh, uh, this
2: starts a very important thing in the Mortal Kombat franchise. Which is me going
0: uh, to sleep because of the title is so boring.
2: Starting uh, your new game with the ending of the last game and immediately just dropping all the important shit that happened in the last
0: game. Yes, well, when you're dealing with different realms and parallel dimensions and things like th- of that nature, you can really just wing it.
2: In this one, they fight the Dragon King Onaga. Ooh, that's fun. He's just a big lizard guy. Yeah. Just a big, dumb lizard
0: guy. That makes sense. Is he related to Reptile at all?
2: He's uh, in, if I'm, don't even talk to me if I got this wrong. Okay. In Deadly Alliance, it's revealed that Reptile's body is possessed by the spirit of Onaga. And so Onaga is basically like the
0: super shredder of Reptile. This is what I do love about Mortal Kombat over any other fighting game. The lore is so fucking insane, and, act- and and it's it seems like they always tried hard to add to it and create more uh, for it when they just really didn't need to. It it could have always just been a simple martial <laughs> arts tournament held uh, with a new evil lord holding it each time or the same lord you could just have shao khan over and over again you know what i mean but instead they had to create uh and i will get into a little bit of this lore later on different all these different realms and and gods and and uh you know species timelines and timelines and all of this fucking bananas shit that they had no need to create like who actually fucking just love love loves like I think the whole thing that I loved about Mortal Kombat was it was just this mishmash of kung fu film supernatural nonsense that was not explained at all you know (laughs) that that just seemed crazy at all times like these giant weird environments and just you know stuff that I'm like I guess it's kind of like uh, playing Dark Souls without reading the item descriptions. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like without without tr- prying into the lore. You're just like, wow, this shit's crazy. I, I, that's all I need. I just need it to be crazy. The so anyway. worst.
2: I mean, the best slash worst part is in nine and ten when like you just start. They just start throwing characters at you, and you start to hate yourself. But also, you're thrilled because you're like, oh fuck, I remember you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this game, this was released in 2004 um, on the same consoles as Deadly Alliance. So really, they're banging them out. I mean, once a year, once every couple of years. It was designed to be an unpredictable fighting game with surprises that they could never imagine, as Ed Boon put. Uh, and by— Well, they did
2: say— they- pulled out some surprising things with this one. Yeah,
0: they did that that uh they essentially did a Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo style mode with puzzle combat where mm-hmm. it was essentially like right it's like Tetris but you have two fighters and you you know I think
2: it was more of a Dr. Mario kind of deal in or this Dr. one. Or Dr.
0: Mario. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then also um, Definitely, that chess the art of chess box, and they had chess combat as a mini game similar to classical chess, but uses player selected characters as pieces that must best each other in combat to take a square, which is interesting to me i how i I really want to check that because how long did matches last? I mean a chess game without the fighting can last a couple of hours
2: I, I saw footage of it, and i my eyes immediately went blank. <laughs> I just, just didn't know.
0: <laughs> desired to play that. I love th- Okay, this is my favorite thing this game offers. The 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 uh the suicide ability. Oh, the harikiri move. The harikiri move. So If you are about to get fatality by somebody, you can enter your button input faster than the other guy and and kill yourself before they can actually do it to you, thus uh, eliminating their boastful fatality from the match. I love that. I think that's a fantastic idea. I I wish they would actually re-implement that. I think it's so funny. Uh, Also, they introduced a combo breaker mode. I think you could break a combo three different times in a match. Uh, therefore, make it. What was? The, is it Killer Instinct that has the k- k- combo breaker? What, what, what? Yeah, that was uh, Ultra Combo Combo Breaker. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's from Killer Instinct, right? So this is, and by no means a novel concept, but this is a new way for them to eliminate the juggling mm. constant I didn't play anybody who just juggled me across the screen in any of the old Mortal Kombat's but I can believe it and um, I definitely pulled out a lot of cheap shit in Mortal Kombat games I feel like you could be so much more cheap in a Mortal Kombat game still even kind of than this might be Street the Fighter. worst
2: game in terms of new characters this is real bad <laughs> uh, they got Cobra who just looks like Ken from Street Fighter
0: why um, and his name's cobra and his name's made cobra like he's in a he's Finder? in a taekwondo
2: gi he <laughs> got blonde hair nothing memorable there's darius who just looks like blade he's just like a, a black guy with sunglasses and a leather trench coat uh havoc with an eye havoc with an eye okay uh a cleric of chaos who's just has like a spooky skull face but like Half the characters are all mummies and zombies and wraiths and renovants. Who's anyway. your favorite
0: who's your favorite Mortal Kombat character? Um I think mine was actually Baraka.
2: Oh, Baraka. I loved
0: his design. I thought he was so creepy cool looking.
2: Uh I love Goro just like the sheer just like dumb gr- like monsterishness yeah, of sure. Goro. For
0: sure. That was definitely the like middle school me's favorite. Also, um I love Mr. Hat. What's his name? Oh, with the hat.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I just call him Mr. Hat. <laughs> uh,
2: you shouldn't. You should call him... Uh,
0: uh, nope, his name's Mr. Hat now on Wizard of the Bruiser, and no one can change that. Mary Dolan added Kung edit this Lao? Out.
2: I want to say Kung Lao. Who
0: gives a shit, because he's Mr. Hat on Wizard yeah, of the Bruiser. Yeah,
2: Kung Lao. Fuck me. I should have known that.
0: Uh, he's great, too. But yeah, I think Paraka, I mean, definitely Scorpion. Uh, for sure, OG and and uh, Goro, but yeah, and
2: then MKX, it's Sub Zero, but just because they had they got Steve Bloom to do the voice.
0: Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you uh, so back to Deception. You have the Crypt mode returning, and the biggest thing is you had online, and they took almost a year just to decide whether or not they were going to keep the mode in there. But this was like. This was more rare back in the day, and they didn't have it available on the GameCube version. They didn't have online for Deception, but they did have it for, I believe, Xbox and PlayStation 3? I think it has to be PlayStation. No, 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 PlayStation 2. Also, they added a thing that would become a bit of a staple for NetherRealm games with death traps in environments. So they were starting to add environment interaction, which definitely later on would be, I think, a huge part of those games. Uh, but yeah. Uh, besides that, I I don't know, man. I don't know how memorable this was or not. But that's that's about all I have on uh, Mortal Kombat Deception. I'm just really really gunning to get to those Nether Realm games.
2: <laughs> no, you can't skip. You can't skip the next one, the Big Dog. The Big Dog. Everything but the, f- for- everything oh, Jake, but the for- chicken sink.
0: I forgot about Big Papa Big Dog. Armageddon. Armageddon. Oh also, my god. We-
2: Yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks was, like, a surprisingly good character action
0: game. Dude, how many games and movies and television shows had the word Armageddon in them the year that Mortal Kombat Armageddon came out? I mean, I I would have to assume it was 84,000 – Armageddon is the most boring thing to name a thing now. Like, you can't, you know – Deadly Alliance actually is the worst. What's the worst-titled Mortal Kombat game? Probably Deadly Alliance, right? Uh, deception is the most forgettable. Deception is the most forgettable. Deadly deception Alliance sounds ad- like a sexy thriller. You know what I mean? Like it's like deception. Ooh, who's she deceiving? It's the oh, it's the boss, and she's you it's know. Shang Tsung. He's he's the wizard <laughs> of illusions. Everyone's full of deceptions. Uh that doesn't even really describe anything about Mortal Kombat deception. Maybe maybe you know it probably has to do with the story mode. Again, they had a story mode. Yeah, but
2: even then like the the big deception was like that your story mode guy was tricked into like helping Onaga.
0: Also the story like. mode was kind of interesting cuz it was it was like a 3D action adventure game like had RPG elements and then you would but then you would go when you would fight you would go into the normal game mode fight but they create they built like small environments to wander around in and talk to people and stuff which is kind of interesting again them all of this feels like them just working their way towards the success they were later going to have. So, Mortal Kombat at Armageddon, the final chapter in the original Mortal Kombat storyline, and the final of what is generally considered. They say a that, trilogy. But Mortal Kombat
2: Nine starts right at the end of Armageddon. It's fucking cr-
0: kind. Technically, it does, but but in it, they essentially just found a way to go to the very beginning and tell the whole story of Mortal Kombat. Still 1, counts. 2, 3.
2: Still the same timeline. Still the same reality.
0: True. So uh, everybody's here, Jay. Every all the fighters. <laughs> everybody's Everybody. here. Uh, you got
2: your favorites. You got Bip Boop and Stippy Dap <laughs> and Mister Tittles.
0: <laughs> there are sixty-two total characters in this game. Raiden's in it. I like the
2: idea of like the uh, the Immortals like Techno Dysfunction uh, doing the, the theme song, but for this one, it's like da 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 reptile. Serena, Scorpion, Sect Sector, <laughs> Shinjuku, <laughs> Striker, uh, st- really Striker? We're doing Striker? Tavin, <laughs> Tanya, <laughs>
0: Mordoka! <laughs> G- I was hoping actually that you were going to do all of them and that I was going to be here for another 15 minutes. Ermac, <laughs> Fujin, <laughs> Hotaru, Shuhao. Strikers really in
2: it everyone's in it that's they didn't give a fuck they had a choice to develop a new game for the upcoming HD consoles or to fucking bring it home on the platform that did them good and they were like fuck it we're doing this.
0: One of the things they received criticism for was definitely the create your own or not create your own fatality. That was kind of neat was uh, that they used the same game engine as the last two games. And then uh, no, nobody like a- create a fatality. And then also, yeah, nobody like create a fatality. No, yeah. because it was well, clearly yeah, a lazy
2: way to recycle animations because you put in 63 characters because you're fucking dumb.
0: Right. So how are you going to do fatalities for each individual person when you can not just only have- that, but
2: you have to do individual unique animations for each character you then have to do unique animations for each character as they're being killed by each other character's right, fatalities Right, it just stacks and stacks and stacks and so then they like were like no we've improved it by doing like if you watch it it's the most generic shitty fatalities in the whole in the whole series where it's just like i rip your brain and i rip your heart and <laughs> i punch your dick and i rip your
0: that yes. is my favorite Garth Brooks song. First of all, second of all, I uh, I I I want to explain this a little bit. So you they you entered they
2: couldn't figure they didn't want to do the work and then they were like no it's a feature you in, that's you,
0: what you is. enter a series of inputs you can't repeat certain ones you have less time for each one allowing for a possible of to, a possible total of eleven different like fatality animation input uh inputs and then if you get 11 you get an ultimate fatality and you get extra points for that you can go open oh boy points coffins that can't wait the to leave my K. initials
2: on my own fucking xbox <laughs> <laughs> yay thanks for the points ed
0: you'll get a trophy people cared about trophies back people then. did care about trophies um and uh, they also had to create your own character mode and uh, this had, was good people you like had this. 14 different classes to choose from including ninja and mercenary and human and retro ninja and black dragon member you could be any one of those that was kano kano's like in he was black and are black dragon hell yeah man you could, or, uh, you could also be a, a a lawmaker, or a hippie, or a, a professional clown ninja. You could also be a dog ninja. You could be a man-made-out-of-shoes ninja.
2: Here's the thing, is you're making fun of this, but if you watch that opening cinematic where it's basically a Lord of the Rings battle with all the goofy assholes of the Mortal Kombat series, you cannot not get hyped, and then, When like at the end of the cinematic, it's revealed that the big bad, in theory, this one creature that every single character has been building towards this entire time. In theory, the culmination of 15 years of history was just Blaze. It was just the dumb fire guy (laughs) who was a background joke. In Mortal Kombat 2, he was the guy that was act. Ex- it's like finding out Lois Lane is the secretly the god of the DC universe.
0: Right, right. No, right. Lois
2: Lane. Even Lois Lane still has more name recognition than Blaze.
0: Yeah, I, dude. It should have been fucking like Star Fox or something like. You know what I mean? <laughs> dude, Just to like, make everybody be like, what?
2: Them, that's a fucking game. But
0: I do love their playful, like their playfulness. I love the mocap thing. I love. That sort of stuff. This is the game, I think, that had uh, Mortal Karts, too, right? Yes, and this had Mortal Motor Combat. Motor Combat. Motor Combat, uh, which is a Mario Kart-style driving game with uh, everybody's got silly little Mario Kart-style go-karts. They're driving around. You know, people love Mario Kart. It's easy. We'll just make this mode. It'll be a lot of fun, eh? Come on, now. Where is everybody going? Why is everyone leaving this boardroom right now? You know what I mean? Uh, it was a bit of a – it was a bit of – I don't know. Did people not like that as well, or were people into it?
2: Uh, it's not that great of a mode. I think it's looked on fondly now as a reference in the Mortal Kombat. People
0: lo- – especially back then, people really loved uh, novelty modes in their fighting games. Like Tekken had bowling. You've got um, – what else? There were – just, well, being able to play Pong in the original ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime there was just, like, a weird, different kind of... Tekken was really good at it. Tekken also had that, like, brawler mode in Tekken 3 oh, that was yeah. really addictive and super fun and kind of never-ending. I remember I played that for hours. Um, so I get it that they're trying different things in that sense. Now, this is the... this is This next game is an interesting moment. This next game essentially sets in motion all of the success they have with nether realm this game sets in motion also even though i don't think that they necessarily intended this to happen having it be uh mortal kombat versus dc universe having dc universe so heavily involved force them to remove all of the gore make it a teen rated game and therefore essentially like ice the franchise mm. in a in a sense so that they could come back smacking with Mortal Kombat 9 or, or just Mortal Kombat the reboot uh, in 2011, right? This sort of it was a way for them to not only transition into NetherRealm games by having a relationship with DC Universe and therefore Warner Brothers, but also it kind of took the air out of the tires in a lot of ways. Uh, And therefore gave everybody maybe the break they kind of needed from the franchise in terms of what it was all about as a bedrock thing in terms of the violence within it. The graphics get better. Their mechanics get better. They're able to release in 2011 this Mortal Kombat 9 game that really floors everybody. But we gotta first talk about this Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. It
2: introduces us to a, a new villain who is a hybrid of Darkseid and Shao Kahn. Do you yes. know what his name was?
0: Yes, it was. It was Khan Dark Side. Khan. Oh yeah, Dark Khan. Um Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that, Shao side would have been way better. That's <laughs> Shao side would have been way better. That's like his like hip hop alter yeah. ego. Uh Yeah, so they merge, and that's essentially what merges the two universes. But like, also being in a merged
2: universe causes all the DC heroes to lose their shit for some reason. Yeah,
0: yeah. like That's why like Superman's more fightable in this one, too, though, because do, he's, well, no, he no, becomes th- weakened. No, so.
2: I love this is in the story mode, they actually go out of their way to say, like, oh, fuck, all of these Mortal Kombat characters use magic. I'm Superman. I'm vulnerable to magic.
0: Ah, hell yeah, dude. Right? it's fun um ICPs in it that's not true but it was the game
2: came with a 50% off hoodie coupon (laughs) for hot topic
0: I'm very happy this didn't happen initially they were uh working on a Mortal Kombat 8 that was inspired by Gears of War going it was going to be this dark gritty serious back to basics reboot of the series I don't think they were ready for that game yet Mm. so luckily they end up striking a deal with DC and uh this game is co-published by Midway and Warner Brothers now um uh now though it is a crossover it is still considered the eighth game in the series which is very confusing to me because it just seems like it should be a completely different game and then mortal kombat 9 is therefore mortal kombat 8 and mortal kombat x is therefore mortal kombat 9 but whatever well who am i i'm just some old fuck all right who's mad at the uh, at the world much less america right now okay and I remember it
2: got very mixed reviews. A lot of people were mad that it was toned down. Mm. Uh, a lot of people, like, just the inherent Ludo narrative bullshit that is and like, having Superman do, like, brutality moves. Mm. Um, but other people, like, n- recognized uh, the new stuff that it brought to the fighting game genre, including, uh, like, all the little story mode bits, the clashes, the... the um, the uh the, like the environmental hazards where and, you can like punch people through various levels and, and again
0: and these are little seeds being planted that would later come to fruition in a stronger way in some later entries right yeah uh yeah. did you I'm afraid to hear your answer to this because <laughs> neither of us have played any of the previous games of this episode you're
2: blowing the kayfabe man just stay enthusiastic <laughs> just stay positive
0: <laughs> uh, you did not. You did not, play, uh, no, I did not play this. No, no, no. But I was impressed with what I saw. And I love this mode here with the, um, the falling combat mode. Oh yeah. Uh, when when one throws another to another level of the stage then you do this free fall and there's like a mini game and one person's hitting buttons, it seems like it's a kind of quick time event-ish, you're hitting buttons to try to deal damage to the other person, the other person's hitting buttons to try to protect themselves from said damage, really exciting, fun uh, environmental thing that I feel like they get to in Injustice and in Mortal Kombat 9 and X and all that stuff you've got close combat mode where they get right up close on to the combatants that seems like some similar shit I've seen especially in Injustice uh, 2. Um and a Tug of War Test Your Might mode in combat as well. Um and it was actually written by two DC comic guys, Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray. Um and yeah, uh yeah, that-
2: Considering uh what Warner Brothers has gone through in the history of DC licensed video games like this is a these are properties that they gave to Blizzard for a fighting game and they fucked it up. Um, They were so impressed that they were just and this was still before Arkham Asylum had come out. So in theory, this was like the first decent DC Universe based game that they had gotten their hands on in decades. Right. So uh, while Midway was flagging and like kind of circling the drain of bankruptcy, uh, Warner Brothers swooped in. And on the on the strengths of DC of MK versus DC universe, bought uh, bought bought they, out the Chicago studio. They
0: knew what team they needed to acquire. So well, mid- they bought
2: the rights to Mortal Kombat, and in addition to that, the Chicago studio.
0: So Midway really starts losing money in two thousand. Um, it it ends up finance uh, financing the business with stock and debt offerings and credit arrangements. They're kind of hemorrhaging money. All through the 2000s. In 2004, it tried to expand by purchasing several indie game dev studios. Not a smart idea. They end up in 2005 purchasing Australian dev Ratbag Games, renaming it Midway Studios Australia, and then four months later announced to the employees that it was shutting the studio down, leaving all of those employees out of a job. This is the kind of shit that goes down in the gaming industry, by the way, all the time. But that is especially that
2: four months shitty, is pretty, dude. Yeah.
0: You bought the fuck? Why? Why? You bought the studio just to shut it the fuck down four months later? That must be so frustrating. Like, they probably had a good thing going. It's losses kept rising through 2006-2007. CEO David Zucker resigns in 2008. He is the third exec to do so in three months. It's not looking good. And in February 12th of 2009, Midway and its U.S. subsidiaries filed for bankruptcy protection under chapter 11 of the US bankruptcy code. Um they received a takeover bid from Warner Brothers to acquire most of Midway's assets. It looked like they tried to they tried to auction the business off and literally no one else wanted them but Warner
2: Brothers. So they won the bid. I mean for uh you know for a company that controlled this generational uh kind of arcade empire, uh Warner Brothers final buyout was like 30 million dollars
0: 49 million wait 49 maybe yeah i think it's 49 if you include all of the debt and shit that they took on from okay. this company as well maybe i think that's like the
2: you're f- holding a piece of paper i'm remembering <laughs> something i saw on youtube okay so yeah i'm yeah, gonna yeah. defer to you
0: i mean it's that's still not that much more in yeah. you know considering right um, so Midway Chicago is rebranded to Warner brother or WB games, Chicago, and then Netherrealm studios. Not too long after Boone said of all this, uh, during this whole time of trials, and tribulations, he said, I knew it was going to continue in some capacity when Midway was going through their problems. There were plenty of publishers and developers who were looking to pick up the mortal Kombat license and rights to it. I spoke with many people. I think Warner brothers picking it up for however much they did was a great move on their part. Absolutely. I'm, I'm that, must be a steal in yeah. terms of how much they've made back by having NetherRealm under under their belt. So, NetherRealm Studios reorganized, better than ever, stronger than ever, and they realized the biggest the the greatest thing they could have realized which was let's return to form with a 2.5D fighting game. Boone says the franchise is returning to its bloody origins with a mature rating that would uh, put the other games in the series to shame. And I still remember
2: when they announced the uh, when they had the trailer for Mortal
0: Kombat nine. Ten also had a rad trailer. Yeah. So I I don't remember the nine trailer. By the way, we keep saying Mortal Kombat nine. It is actually Mortal Kombat, and, and I read a quote from Boone. Somebody, I, I read an interview with him, and they're like, so how should we refer to this? Should we refer to it as Mortal Kombat uh, 9? Should refer to it as Mortal Kombat 2011? And he was like, uh, no, you should refer to it as the Mortal Kombat game that was rebooted in 2011. Mm. Cool. <laughs> That's a fun—rolls fun, right off the tongue yeah. at Boone. Um, but uh yeah um this game was the first to have a meter with special moves definitely pulling from Street Fighter. This this game pulled I think a lot from Street Fighter much like that's a true return to origin because that's exactly what they did when they first created the <laughs> series and then they're like okay cool Street Fighter 4 is really cool now let's uh let's go with it this way. Um it had uh, blood phys- physics. There was blood loss portrayed as being more natural, more clearly visible on characters or surroundings. Um, online was their main priority, as well as bringing in, and as well as doing the thing more modern fighting games are trying always to do. Bring in casual fans as much as humanly possible while also still having the depth of gameplay that will keep the FGC mm-hmm. like loving it, you know? And that is such a difficult trick, right? I mean, easy easy to learn, difficult to master, right? That's every game essentially, but still it's so hard to do that with fighting games. Most fighting games are not easy to learn at the end of the day. It's really hard to get past that phase of just button mashing. To the point where you're actually, you know, there's nuance to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And when there's not nuance to the gameplay and you're just butt-mashing, it gets pretty old real quick. Uh, unless you're fucking 10. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, anywho, uh, they... They also got x-ray moves. Yes. God, Wait, I love x-ray. Was 9, 9 had x-ray? 9 had x-ray moves. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't realize 9 it's, had the x-ray. Like
2: Someone's like, hey, what do people like about our games? Fatalities! How do... What... Wait, do you want more fatalities? Yes! But they're fatalities. They're fatal. You can't do more than one. Just do it! (laughs) All right, we'll let you kill someone in the middle of a game. I don't know what that means.
0: And they just moved everything into a more cinematic mode. They just moved everything. But it's still, it's like... It feels more like what was true to the series in the first place, while actually having like really smooth, refined gameplay mechanics. It just looks good, it feels good, it's striking. Um, they, the,
2: it's more so, like the. While in Mortal Kombat Four, they kind of like whiffed a little. Uh, in in this game, the mixture of like mocap smoothness and then, but still like high pace, fast paced like just throwing out punches left and right like i don't know why it works in these games but it totally does and it blows my mind
0: um also the story mode
2: yeah holy and then this shit is when
0: the, this is when nether realm shows their balls with the story mode it's fantastic
2: uh you're you know the way that it's sh- and uh the way that it shifts from character to character it kind of gives you not only like uh each character's backstory, but a chance to explore their moveset,
0: and and just getting to see a really well-written story mode that retells the first three games' story, mm-hmm. which I think people really enjoyed a lot. Getting and and it, and it start, does start in modern day. Chao Kahn's about to kill Raiden. He uh, he he ends up sending a mental message to his earlier self by saying that he must win, and the camera rewinds back to the events of Mortal Kombat One and onwards. And that's how we get the retelling, um, and so it's still even not technically a reboot in that sense, but really cool. I think I think that's a lot of really smart fan service. Now we can show you cinematically with with awesome cutscenes, well rendered, well voice acted, all of the events that happen in the first few games, and get to expand on those things. And that was definitely a lot of fun, and people really reacted well to it. And I think that uh, also set the tone for. All the Injustice games, mm-hmm. all two of them, and Mortal Kombat X and I'm sure Eleven as well.
2: They did a dozen like clever little tricks that they incorporated into Injustice and MKX. Uh, well, it's smart. That, because... Like massed um loading times.
0: Ah, yes.
2: Like the little like the ways that each fighter would kind of like square up and like give their little speeches and like add more all this world building and all this like kind of stylistic uh uh padding. That as a guy, as someone just kind of sitting back and watching, you're just like, yeah, this is cool. But really, behind the scenes, they're covering up so many loading screens. Which, uh, if you play the Mortal Kombat story mode, and then follow it up with like the Street Fighter story mode, especially in the modern Street Fighter games, you're like, oh yeah, like something will happen. Then they'll just cut to a black screen. Right. And it's just like, ooh, clever, clever. That's cool. Clever boon.
0: It, it, it really, this set the stage for Nether Realm as a force in the gaming industry that still is. I love that right before we decided to do this episode, they announced Mortal Kombat 11 and everybody went fucking nuts, you know? Um, so then you've got, you know, they go off, they make Injustice. I'm sure we could talk about that at some point, but I'm going to focus on the next Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat X. Um, this was developed through 2012 and 2013, and this is when I get back on board with the series. Yeah, Boone says, we have these meetings, and everyone comes up with ideas for fatalities, the ones that people say, there's no way we can do that. They're the first ones we work on. The fatalities of Mortal Kombat X and Nine are so over the top and so ultra-violent, and I love that we now live in a world where nobody except for Australia freaks out about them. By the way, Australia and prohibited... Germany. Uh, and Germany. Australia prohibited the Mortal Kombat, the reboot, because the violence... Uh, it is violence that exceeds strong and impact which was their highest rating so um boy I'm glad I don't live in Australia also you've got great DLC in Mortal Kombat the Remake you've got Freddy Krueger you've got Jason Voorhees the Predator and a Xenomorph from Alien and Mortal MKX. Kombat X yeah that's yeah. MKX and um yeah, uh, MK
2: uh MKX introduces the new generation of characters. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh Cassie K, strong
0: characters too. Really strong characters. Uh
2: the first canonically gay character in uh Kung Jin. Nice. Um it's, uh, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. That bug woman, the Devora, <laughs> I love, I love Devorah. She's awesome. Um, they Devora canonically kills Melina and Baraka. <laughs> <laughs> they like re- like in wrestling terms, they really That's the thing is these games like more so than I don't like, I don't want to give too much like auteur theory shit, but like Ed Boon understands his fans and the way that like they tell the Mortal Kombat stories, like in this overly cinematic way, because so many people engage with Mortal Kombat movies and TV shows, and in a way that like it's basically a wrestling plot. Yeah. Like it's constantly setting, like trying to build up new characters, right. and like there's be- the way that the revenant system works, the way that like characters that you love can just immediately become like a zombie or a cyborg and uh-huh. just show up as a bad guy, like three times within the same game. It's fucking wrestling.
0: Yeah, totally. It's
2: Totally like wrestling to a T Um, is brilliant. And I, again, I don't want to give him too much credit because you know, I'm, a ton of people worked on it. Uh, this MKX, I will like kind of shit on the, you know, rain shit on the parade a little, uh, a lot of the team at uh, NetherRealm uh, have parted ways after MKX specifically because Warner Brothers was so adamant about DLC and uh you know the a lot of the easy fatality systems and uh uh-huh. just adding all this there's, stuff there's that, some the shitty, faction thing
0: the fact that you can buy easier fatalities is lame there's definitely some money stuff that is lame about
2: and I, this was the first game that because warner brothers is notoriously like just one of the worst Perpet, you know they did shadow of war with all the fucking like weird in-game store shit like they they had a you know i don't even know if they've dug their way out of this yet but like a lot of the 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 most heinous triple a super monetization stuff that happens in the games industry uh, Warner Brothers games is like one of the worst perpetrators and you can feel that in Mortal Kombat uh,
0: uh, can I give you um, uh, one, one minute lore can I give you one minute lore can you time me for a minute and I'll try to get as much lore in as possible uh, before just, we have to start wrapping this wait, up
2: you're, you're going to try and tell the story of multiple timelines multiple universes multiple lores within a
0: single that's s- right that sounds- I don't even know if I have enough for a minute let's see all right. Here Actually, because uh, I I got I my eyes started to roll into the back of my head during the Mortal Kombat two section. All right, buddy. All right, tell me when you want it. Let's do it. Okay, there's three different dimensions. Those are realms, right? There's Earth realm which is ours that contains Edenia, a fairy tale world, and Outworld which is a barbarian world. And then there's the Nether realm which is basically hell. Then there's the Chaos realm which is anarchy. Now, gods look over the realms, and those gods are headed by elder gods. The elder gods, they don't do that much at the end of the day, but they just kind of oversee the gods. The realms can be conquered by absorbing by being absorbed via invoking mortal combat, a fighting tournament. So on Earth realm, the elder god Shinnok, went mad with power tried to conquer Earthrealm but Raiden managed to defeat him this battle even though Raiden's not an elder god by the way uh, this battle caused rifts in reality and the Saurians, uh, which is the repti- which is a reptile, the Saurians descended from a race of dinosaurs that escaped from the world of Zaterra. Outworld was ruled by a dude named Onaga, the Dragon King, who was poisoned and replaced by his trusted devirer Shao Kahn, who went on to conquer many realms. Raiden sends a sect of Shaolin monks named the White Lotus Society to fight for Earthrealm in Mortal Kombat. Con- God damn
2: it. You didn't even get to the resurrection of Sindel, you fucking idiot. <laughs>
0: It is madness. It is nonsense. Um, So anyways, I think that about wraps up our uh, two-parter on Mortal Kombat. I have a lovely quote here from Ed Boon about the Mortal Kombat legacy. Would you like to hear it, Jake? I would love to hear it. It's a fighting game that really got a lot of attention from how bold and how violent and brash it was and has endured for 20 years. To me, the fact that 20 years later we can sell a version that sells in the multiple millions of units is really a testament to its staying power. There aren't many franchises fighting or any other style of video games that can really say that. That can sell that many games in its latest incarnation. It just shows how much this series is, I mean Mario, but whatever, it just shows, in Zelda, it just shows how much this series is willing to end Tekken, and if you want to talk about fighting games, Smash, and uh, either way, just shows how much the series is willing to change and evolve over time and stay interesting. I think Endurance is a big part of its legacy. It has great personality. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's so over-the-top violent and crazy that you can almost can't take it seriously. It's not supposed to be a horror movie. There's an element of campiness in there. Uh, uh, yeah.
2: I just – oh, I forgot to mention this. Uh, the uh, NetherRealm fighter community is – was this like insanely like kind of niche thing? Uh, you know the old uh, the old grudges from the 16-bit era held true to this day. But if it wasn't for the Nether Realm FGC scene, we wouldn't have Sonic Fox. Uh, you know, Gamer of the Year, uh, very gay furry, uh, who then went on to win uh, Dragon Ball Fighters at uh, Evo, and uh, just just in, in if you want to know about the story, uh, look up. The the famous thirteen zero match in which uh, Sonic Fox was challenged to an exhibition exhibition match with the former MK nine champ uh, Perfect Legend and in a ten match set uh, Sonic Fox managed to win
0: thirteen games. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to support us further, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash whizbrew. Any, uh, it, you know, five bucks a month bonus content once a week. You can also follow me on twitch.tv forward slash holdenatorshow.
2: Follow me on Twitter at best Jake Young. I'm going to drink chicken soup until I die.
0: Yeah, me too, dude. I think we're both coming down with something. Take care, everybody, and see you soon. Legends are true. Overwhelming. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week. Only at WickDonald's! ba da ba 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 go And participating in McDonald's for limited time while supplies last.